0: Chapter 21 Halt! Halt! A Scot posted at the north edge of Renton called out. The rider slowed and stopped next to the man. A second Scot stepped in front of the horse, cocked his crossbow, and pointed it at the rider. The Scot beside the horse lifted his torch to illuminate the rider's face. Sirk! The man exclaimed. What are you doing here at this hour? Where is Alpin? I must speak to him, Sirk said, gulping for air as he spoke. Any news from your scouts? Alpin said to Luog in the confines of his recovery quarters. The small building proved useful for meetings of confidence. Alpin, they only left at dusk. They've yet to return, Luog replied. Are the men ready? I don't want to be surprised. We need to attack as planned, we don't know their numbers. Yes the men are ready. Constantine and Gura both report that their men are in position and are prepared to move on your orders. Very good. We must stay alert. Alpin peered out the small window of the room. Night had come and a half dozen torches dotted the village, emanating a dim hue of amber light in the darkness. Where could they be? Alpin muttered. Les said that Chorich and the others would return by nightfall. Isn't that what he said? By nightfall, yes, Luog replied, recalling the words and stroking his beard as he spoke. I'm as concerned as you, Alpin. But those boys have proven themselves. They'll be back, give them time. There may not be much time, Alpin said, still gaping out the window. A loud knock rapped on the door. Luog shot a quick glance at Alpin. Enter, Alpin said. The door opened and a messenger filled the entryway. Alpin, it's Sirk. He's come from Cashel, and he asks to speak with you. He says it's urgent. He seems somewhat out of sorts, so I have a man watching him. Sirk. Take me to him, Alpin replied and stepped forward to follow the messenger. Luok trailed behind him and grabbed a torch mounted outside the door as the two departed the dwelling. Sirk stood in the distance beside his escort. "We thought you'd disappeared," Sirk, Alpin said as he approached the boy. "I was told you've come from Cashel, that you had news. Is there something you know?" "Yes, Alpin, there is," Sirk said nervously. "There's something I have to tell you." "Well, I'm here. Go ahead." "I need to speak to you alone," Sirk uttered, glancing first at Luog and then at the other two very well. Alpin gestured to the messenger and the escort. The men acknowledged and departed. Luog, please stay, Alpin insisted. Anything Cirque has to say, I'm sure you'll need to hear as well. Cirque glanced to his left and right, searching the darkness beyond the dim glow of Luog's torch. Alpin, everything's gone wrong. It wasn't supposed to be like this. The Picts, the Vikings, everything. Slow down. Son. What are you talking about? Angus, he was supposed to help. But he's a liar. He hates you. He doesn't mean to help us. He's against us. I know that, Cirque. I've always known that. Get on with it, what does Angus have to do with Cashel? I went to see Angus, Cirque said, twitching as he spoke. Weeks back, I went to him. We thought the Picts could strengthen us, so I went to him for help. At first, he acted as if he was willing. He asked that you pledge your loyalty to him. I told him of our plans to assemble the Scots to fight the Vikings. Alpin, I think he used it against us. He wants you dead. Damn it, Cirque. You went to Angus? What were you thinking? You should have never done this. You conspired with our enemy. That's treasonous. Others wanted Angus' help as well. It wasn't just me. I was the only one willing to go to him. With his men, we could have destroyed the Vikings. We could have destroyed the Britons. You've gone mad, Cirque. You're babbling like a fool. This is not about the Britons, when will you let that go? Cirque stared blankly at the two, stumbling for words before a sudden declaration erupted from his lips, he's got Aidan. Alpin winced at hearing his son's name. His emotions exploded, disbelief, confusion, rage. He stepped within striking distance of Cirque with fire in his eyes, piercing the boy with his gaze. What did you say? Aidan is alive. Angus found him. He was badly burned, and Angus had him in a bed inside his castle. He was bandaged and very weak. Angus is keeping him even now. He made me tell Aiden that everyone in Renton had been killed by the Vikings. I didn't want to do it, Alpin. You saw Aiden alive. Why didn't you come to me? He made me do it, Alpin. I should cut you down where you stand. You're a fool, Sirk. A damn fool. You don't understand? You've never understood. Sirk shouted, his lips quivering. I came here to tell you that your sons, Ronan too, were in Cashel, and they left to ride to Perth, but you don't care what I say, you've never cared. You watched my father die on the fields of A, and you've never given a damn about me, or avenging my father since that day. What do mean, our sons rode to Perth? Luog said. Tell me, Sirk. I'm listening. Spit hung on Cirque's lips as he gazed back and forth between the two. Chorich, Kenneth, and Ronan rode from Cashel around sunset. Chorich found Kenneth, he freed him from the Vikings, and then they rode to Cashel. I was outside of Cashel when they passed, and I followed them. I saw them leave, and Siana told me that Kenneth went to find Arabella. She said Arabella went to Perth some time back. I never saw her there. But when Kenneth left Cashel, Chorich and Ronan followed after him. Cirque finished and slowly melted in a groan with tears streaming from his eyes. Alpin stared into the night sky, grimacing in anger at the stars and fighting a fury that boiled inside. Alpin! Did you hear me? Cirque screamed. His face fell flush and his chest heaved in and out. I heard you, Alpin said in a bitter, unsympathetic tone. Then what are you going to do? Sirk yelled. I'm going to do nothing. You have woven your deception and your hatred, and now I can only respond to what lies ahead. You never should have done this, Cirque. Me. I was only doing what you were too stubborn to do. And there were others, others that said you were too prideful to join the Picts, and they were right. I should slay you where you stand, you fool. But that would be too kind for the punishment of treason, Alpin uttered, reeking with disgust. He turned and peered at Luog, then he shook his head and walked away. Then kill me. Kill me if you're so righteous, you coward. Alpin's steps slowed. He resisted the urge to turn back to the boy. Sirk slid a hand to his backside and pulled a small bladed dagger from his belt. He lifted the weapon and ran at Alpin. Luog lunged for the boy but missed. Alpin. Luog shouted. Alpin swiveled on his heels, but only to watch as a silent arrow suddenly plunged into Cirque's chest. The knife fell from Sirk's hand. He stared wide-eyed at the arrow protruding from his sternum. No. No, Cirque muttered, his voice quiet and helpless. Fright swept over his pitiful face. His body drew limp, and he dropped to the ground at Alpin's feet. Alpin bent and hovered over the boy. Sirk, Cirque. He grabbed Cirque's arm and shook him. No response? Alpin gazed at Luog and then startled at the sound of footsteps. A figure emerged from the darkness. Taran. He was going to kill you, Alpin, Taran said, lowering his crossbow as he approached. He wouldn't have killed me, Taran, Alpin muttered. He turned and attended Cirque, checking his neck for a pulse. The boy's hollow eyes stared up at him. He's dead. Alpin said, and he stood and fixed his gaze on Taran. How long were you standing there? I was checking on the men. When I heard shouting, I headed this way. That's when I saw him pull the knife and come after you. Taran glanced at Luok, then back at Alpin. Who was he? Why was he trying to kill you? Taran asked curiously. His name was Sirk. He was from Renton, and he was an angry, fatherless boy, Alpin said, Glancing at Luog with a look of suspicion. He's been in Renton during our meetings, taran I would have thought you would have known him, or at least met him. No. The name isn't familiar. taran shook his head, staring at the body. There are a lot of men here, I don't recall seeing him before. He was upset, but he didn't have to die, Alpin said, and he bent down and folded the boy's arms across his chest. Then he removed the arrow and set it on the ground. Taran, get your father. Luog, get Constantine and Lathan. We need to talk, Alpin said. And Luog, send some men to help bury the boy. Thank you for coming, Alpin addressed the five men gathered in the small room. I know your men are anxious. We've yet to hear from our scouts. Our hope is that they return in time to prepare us for the Vikings. We assume the attack will come from the north the lock will hinder them from the east. However, they may flank us and strike from the west if they think we're waiting for a northern attack. We will hold our position until we hear more, but that's not the only reason I've gathered you. As you may have heard, Cirque, whom some of you know, or knew, returned to Renton tonight, and he is now dead. Reaction to the news differed among those in the room, varying from man to man, but it was Taran's apathy that surprised Alpin the most. Unfortunately, it did not have to happen, Alpin finished. But Alpin negation, Taran objected. Alpin lifted his hand to silence the fiery redhead, then he motioned for him to sit. Taran glanced at his father with an indignant frown, and Gura returned an open palm, subtly cautioning his son. Taran did what he thought best. Cirque had gone mad. He came at me with a knife, and Taran shot him with a crossbow. I may have done the same had I seen Sirk running to down a man. This isn't about Taron. Luog was there, he tried to stop the boy, but Sirk was determined. As I said, it was unfortunate. Alpin paused, and began to pace. Sirk brought troubling news when he arrived. Before he lost himself, he told me and Luog about his involvement with Angus. Evidently, he had visited Angus in Perth some time ago. Alpin peered at Gura. Do you know anything about his visit to Angus? Gura shook his head and glanced at Taran and then at the others. No, I have no idea who this Sirk is. And I have certainly never spoken to him about Angus. What are you getting at, Alpin? Before Sirk died, he said that I should have conceded to the Picts, that I should have sought Angus and his men to help fight the Vikings. You and your son have been keen on this idea for some time. Have your men given any indication that they've spoken to Sirk about the matter? Alpin, this is nonsense. Yes, I encouraged you to seek the Picts. And yes, five of our men were sent to Angus. They were to inquire of his help, to tell him of the attack on Renton and inform him that the Vikings could attack Perth as well, but you knew this, Alpin. You speak as if the Dumbartons have been conspiring against you. I assure you, this is not the case. And have your five men returned? Alpin replied. They've been gone over a week. The room fell silent. Gura wrung his hands and delayed before responding. No. They've not reported back. Doesn't that give you pause? I don't like it, Gura conceded. They should have been back by now. But they could walk through that door in the next moment for all I know. Alpin turned and stared at the door. He peered back at Gura. That's my point, we don't know. My suspicion is, if what Cirque said about Angus is true, then Angus may have taken them prisoner. If Angus is against us, worse yet, if he's conspiring with the Vikings, then he would be a fool to send your men back to Renton. This is insane, Alpin. Why would Angus side with the Vikings? They're savages. They'd kill him the moment they met him. They have no need of the Picts. Do not underestimate Angus. He's not to be trusted. He's never been a friend, and only a fool would trust a liar. I would not put it past him to make a truce with the Vikings and deliver us into their hands as a means of achieving his desires. Are you saying that the Picts could attack as well? Constantine asked. I'm saying anything is possible. How do we know this boy, Cirque, was telling the truth. Gura replied. You yourself said he'd gone mad. Mad, yes? But he was a close friend of Alpin's son, Aiden, Luog said. Alpin, I am sorry for your son, Aiden, Gura lamented. But what does your son have to do with Cirque and the Picts? Cirque told us that Aiden is being held by Angus. He said that Angus had found Aiden, burned and nearly dead from the fires in Renton, and that he tricked Aiden into thinking the Vikings had returned to Renton and killed the remaining survivors, Alpin said. Cirque was not himself. But he wouldn't tell me these things about Aiden if they weren't true. In fact, it may have been the guilt he carried of Aiden that drove him mad. And possibly his anger over the death of his father, Taran added. Alpin peered at Taran, I didn't think you'd heard that much. He was shouting, Alpin, Taran said. Yes. He was shouting, Alpin responded, the suspicion in his voice was hardly discernible. Luog stepped to the center of the room. I agree with Alpin. The boy was mad, but I believe enough of his story that we should prepare for the worst, we may be facing the Picts as well. His gaze swept over the men before his eyes settled on Alpin. If that's true, we should reinforce our positions to the east. And we'll need more scouts. Alpin ambled to the window and peered up at the moon, palming his chin in contemplation. We will hold here in Renton until we know more. Each of you prepare your men, it will be a long night. And Luog, the scouts you noted, send out three more, and send them east.